Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome back, creeps. I've another Toblerone mission here. Dulce is away at work again. She's not away with work, she's just away at work this time. Uh, but we do have a very special guest here. Mr. Kev Eustace of... I know you from We Need to Talk About Ghosts and mm. The Dark Paranormal. Yes. But lately, I've actually been binging The Dark Paranormal. Because, uh, like I've just said, I've been working a ton and uh yeah just trying to stay sane and i always kind of binge if like especially if i'm going to be on someone else's show or doing something with someone else i'm like oh i better get caught up but months and months ago because i keep have been trying to schedule this for ages i was like oh i better get caught up on this next thing i knew i was glued to it Uh (laughs) (laughs) and so all this week i actually went back to the beginning of dark paranormal specifically and I've just been going like, oh my God, like all of these cases are unique, which is difficult, I find, you know, to find uh, stories that are, that haven't been covered by everybody and, and their yeah. granny. Yeah. But also there's like the perfect amount of uh, like detail without going into too much detail, which is my problem. And then as well as that, there's the piano track. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, to be honest, it's, it, 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 there's two facets to, to me as a person in terms of the paranormal. So you've got me to 12, turned up to 12 is we need to talk about ghosts. And, right. and that's just me being an absolute knob, pardon the French, but it is. <laughs> um, and that's very marmite. I probably wouldn't listen to that. It, in all okay. honesty, as a paranormal fan. Um, and the dark, the dark paranormal's the more serious side of my interest in, in the topic, really. Um, which is, you know, it's deep found that it's, it's, it's a, like I was starting ghost clubs when I was five and stuff, you know, oh, wow. it's not like, a, I'm not like, a, it's not a bandwagon jump. It's a, it's a, it's a sincere lifelong passion. Um, and so I'm kind of what you're saying there about like you know the the, the cases that have been haven't been covered and stuff. Kind of fortunate in a way that after season one maybe, um, I started to get some really good stories coming in from listeners, um, and experiences. And now 
thankful. I mean, we're on. We're going to launch season fourteen in January because we do them in ten season, but ten episode bursts. Right. And now there's like like between Christ, there could be anywhere between fifty and sixty submissions that that are up for grabs during that season. Because they've got to, I mean, it's tough to try and fit a 30. It's got to be at least, the, the only criteria is it's got to be at least 30 minutes long. Yeah. When yeah. it went when read out. So sometimes there's a lot of back and forth and with the individual where I'm saying, is there anything else you can add to this because it's only like 20 minutes long? Or sometimes it's the opposite way. And I'm like, this is an hour and 40 minutes. It's like, you know, it'll take me five days to record. Yeah. Um, so can you trim it down a bit? Um but yeah, I've been really fortunate. There's been some really stand-up one, like for me as well, as I'm sure for yourself, as a paranormal fan, you you get used to types of stories and you get used to certain tropes, if you will. So it's yeah. been an interesting sort of journey when when something's cropped up, which I'm like, I've not heard of that before. You know, like not necessarily like a superstition. But I had a, we had a really good one. Not I don't know whether it was last season or the season before, but it was about from a lay priest. Um, he'd been he'd he'd requested to be laicized um, due to he was actually um, chosen by the bishop to be that parish's exorcist after the last one passed, and uh, he thought he had a case of possession. He asked for permission. And was refused, even though they shown all the signs. And he, it, it turns out, like the church is such a an administrative run place, the Roman Catholic Church. Yeah, and I'm a Catholic myself, like, but it's um, it, apparently it is, and like it, the the bishop was like, I can't sign off on it unless she's at confession. It's one of the tick boxes, you know, like, and he this and this this guy saying she's not gonna, I'm not gonna get it in a confessional, and uh, because they wouldn't help him and. The, apparently when he handed in his notice, so to speak, um, the bishop completely got it and was like, no, I understand, Like, but my hands are tied. But he's, it comes direct from the Pope. Like, he's got a letter yeah. from the Pope saying, <laughs> like, you are no longer considered a priest. Although, uh, if he wants to rejoin, weirdly, it's not like, I assumed you'd have to go through, like, the whole rigmarole, but you don't. It's It's, it's kind of like you just ring and say, I'm back in. <laughs> I'm back, baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me me pass. Bad you go. But yeah, like it, it's almost like it's a HR issue rather than a yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah, that is funny though. Um, I'm probably gonna ask a couple of questions that you're sick of hearing, but the one for me that I found now, like after doing this for a little while, my beliefs have gone nearly full circle to the point where I was. Complete, but like I'm still a believer. I've always been quite skeptical. Like, mm. and Dulce, for those of you who have listened, like to what's been going on in our house, even the last few months, she'd be the first to say, like, I don't believe when not when people tell me a story, I believe when it's happened. But when something happens right there on the spot and I'm in it, yeah, I'm like, nah, yeah. I don't think. Like, do you know what I mean? It must have been the taps or or something. Yeah. Um, but. At the start, I was kind of like all in. And then just maybe in the last year, I was like, you know, I'm actually starting to think now this is all not not there, but like, you know, there's definitely just science behind this. Yeah. That's it. 
And now I've come completely full circle and I'm like, oh my God, there's aliens living in our shoes. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I know what you mean. I'm I coming mean, I, around. I was like, we, we lived in a flat before, we're in a house now, we live in a flat before this, um, still in the city centre, but um, my partner Becca's quite, well, she's 100% sceptical, um, but we were in the kitchen one day having an, an argument about something, or a discussion about something, yeah. and um, as we're talking away, we we the tap in the kitchen was one of those where it was like one lever in the middle of... of so it was just one leave and you lifted it up and yeah. you pushed, pu pushed it to the left for the cold, pushed it to the right for the hot. Um, but you lifted it up to turn it on, basically. And as we both stood there talking, it lifted itself up slowly until it was on full force. Um, and we both watched that happen. And I was like, I told, because in that flat, there was loads that went on. Like we'd had, like it was a duplex with the upstairs was the living room and the downstairs was the bedroom. And so the staircase was kind of in the living room, if you like. Yeah. And we'd heard like um, a set of, what sounded like a set of house keys drop in the middle of the stairs to the point where we both paused the TV and she was like, go and check what that was. And there was, there was nothing there. And she was like, almost to be next door. But we both witnessed this tap. And I was like, at first, I was like, Ah, I told you, uh, get the sun, <laughs> I'm made up, I'm made up, I'm so made up. And I was like, really chuffed. And then it dawned on me, what an absolute moron. If this is true, something's in your house that's got the capability to do what it wants, when it wants, with whatever it wants. And you're celebrating that fact. And when it, when it dawned on me, I thought, oh, Christ. And she was like, it's the water power. And I was like, pressure. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's the water pressure. It's definitely the water pressure. Because the alternative was far too sorry, finally. Yeah, yeah. And we had, like, I'm trying to remember now. I'll get into the actual, because I have questions for you, because I actually first heard you on Jim Harold's campfire, so I'm going to ask you about oh, that. Okay. But uh, we went back home in August, September. Uh, hot, like, so I live in Houston, Dulce is from here, Texas, like, and, uh, but obviously I'm, I'm from Dublin in Ireland. Yeah. And uh, we went back for my cousin's wedding and it was all, this is going to sound very romantic. It's not really, it all happened around my housing estate, but we went for a walk up one hill, which is where like my granddad's memorial bench is, right? Yeah. While we were up there, I was testing out this new lens that I had on my camera so I had it took a zoom shot of the hill facing me and when I did that I was like oh shit look at that like castle over there right that I'd never mm. noticed before so we we're like oh fuck yeah that's deadly let's go find it so we did and uh but we couldn't find how to actually get to it it's in a farmer's field yeah. and uh we didn't want to get shot at <laughs> well yeah, yeah so uh anyway it turned out I had actually been there before a couple of years ago right before I moved and nothing like extremely weird happened, but we did see these funny lights, me and the and my friends that I was with. Yeah. And uh, it was just this really weird feeling. And the whole time I kept saying, like, that sounds like, it feels like fairy energy, right? Let's call it that. Yeah. Uh, kind of trickery, trickstery. So anyway, we go back this time, just a couple of months ago, and we're trying to find the thing. 
can't find the way into it. It's in the farmer's field. So we pull into this little car park and there's just a little walking trail. So we're like, fuck it, we're here now. Let's go for a little ramble. Hmm. But it's getting dark and the sun is out. But as soon as you go into the trees, it's pitch dark, right? Yeah. And it's me, Dulce, and my two little sisters. And I must actually tell them this because uh, anyway, we get all the way around and we're come to this opening and you can see the castle walls like behind the bushes. So I'm like, no, there's definitely a way in here. As we're walking around, I hear a car door slam. Yeah. And like, we're not in the middle of nowhere. Do you know I mean? There's houses all around us. Yeah. So I, I'm thinking nothing. I'm like, okay, whatever. Dulce and my middle sister are directly behind us, about 30 yards. And they're like, oh my God, did you just hear that? And I'm like, it's the car door, like, relax. Yeah. And they're saying, no, no, something growled at us. Like, uh, maybe it's a big what? deer or something. And I'm going, we're, we're not in the, like, we're in Dublin. Like, <laughs> we're not yeah. even up a mountain. We're just on, like, a walking trail. I was like, you are grand. You's heard whatever. Walked away. A couple of weeks ago, in work, listening to um, John Keel's book, Journey to the Center of the Universe. I think yeah. Called, right? And he whips out this story. And it's like a common occurrence around fairies and such and such. There's people hearing car doors slamming. And people... No way. Yeah, and people... Uh, having two extremely different experiences while in the same location at the same time. That's amazing. And I was just like, I was nearly more annoyed now that I have to go home and tell Dulce, okay, yeah, you were right. Maybe I did hear a car door slam, but actually I think it's fairies. And uh, anyway, not going to tell anybody this in public, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, no, we get you. No, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a fascinating... Um, it's, it's a really fascinating thing that the... Uh, the 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 whole I mean John Keel anyway is a bit of a you know it, it's one of those though it's it it's it's where you you draw the line and this is this is the thing where I I when I was like very quickly when I was um about sixteen because as I say I've always been into this sorts of stuff yeah um a mate of mine's a tarmacker and he he was working in Wales and uh, he reckons it was an abandoned home he was working in. Uh, and he was doing it up for someone who was going to move in, like this big mansion. And he was in the library part of it. He, he stole this book, basically, is, is, is the upshot. <laughs> um, but he reckons he, he just found it, he stole it. But it was about astral projection anyway. And he he gives me this book, and it's I jumped right to the chapter on how to do it. Um, ignored every other chapter in the fucking book. Yeah, just right to, right to, yeah, 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 right to chapter six. And it said, you've got a, the method that was same as like, look at a clock, close your eyes, visualize the clock still ticking, open your eyes, see if you're right. Keep repeating until you can, you know, the clock's time with your eyes closed. Didn't have a clock. Um, so I lay in the top bunk bed that I had and was staring at like the Artex ceiling. And obviously that's not changing, but like I'm trying to visualize it closed. Da, 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 da. I had Sergeant Pepper on repeat and I fell asleep, just fell asleep in the middle of the afternoon. And then my dad came in and obviously it was about 16 it was like a Tuesday afternoon. I wasn't working. I just dropped out to six form. So he wasn't too happy that I was just asleep at three right, in the afternoon. Right. So he's like, what are you doing? You lazy bastard, get out of bed, blah, 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 blah. And I, I, all I remember doing is turning my head and saying, I'll get up now, get out, sort of thing. So um, he walked out. I shook my head and put my head back down on the pillow. And, and the minute I put my head down on that pillow, I was sat upright in bed. And 
I, I literally just remember thinking, hold on, I'm, I have not moved. So how am I? And before I could finish the thought, I was lying back down in bed and I couldn't move. I had complete paralysis. Oof. And I slowly got pins and needles all all over my body. Every every inch of my body was pins and needles. And I slowly got my bearings and managed to climb down the ladder and ran downstairs to my still not impressed dad because I was just <laughs> being a lazy layabout and tried to convince him I'd just come on my body. Um <laughs> which was, as you can tell, not successful. Cause my dad's my dad's dad's a Dubliner and um Oh, no he, way. Yeah, and he doesn't like, you know, he doesn't take much crap let's put it that yeah, yeah so um okay so i came back upstairs anyway and i was then reading through the the book properly and i was like oh shit there's loads of stuff that i shouldn't have done and you know anyway what blew me, me mind about it in terms of like where's where do you draw the line here because by the same author now i haven't now that that story for me has never changed that's that happened you know that that 100 yeah. happened but by the same author was how to become invisible? How to levitate? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And you know, you, but you're like, hold on, there's got to be a limit. These, you know, but maybe there's not. Maybe there's not. I don't know. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. But, I mean, this is just it, though. Like, another thing that happened to me during the summer, I was having these mental synchronicities. Not anything weird else going on, really, around just odd synchronicities. And I just kept brushing them off and brushing them off. And then all of a sudden I was having precognitive dreams, right? Yeah. And I was going, this has never happened to me before. And all the synchronicities all started lining up. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. Something weird is happening. I acknowledge this now. But I was like... How precognitive? Like, like a bang on sorts of stuff? It was, yeah, same scenarios in different locations. Or the same location, different scenario. Like, I literally dreamt of a field of spiders, right? Yeah. Woke up and, like, I was like, oh, that was clearly a nightmare. I don't even think I've said this on the podcast, actually. But this was the very last thing of it. So, uh, anyway, I was in a field of spiders, literally. And it was like, every time you stepped, it was like kicking through water. But it was all spiders running away. But anyway, so I, I get to the edge of the field and there's an owl looking at me. And I'm like, I wake up shaking and I'm like, God, that was so intense. Like what a random fucking dream. But it felt so yeah. weird that I actually took a note of it just because it was so random. The next week or like the Sunday after or something like that, I was helping my friend out with a photo shoot. He's this brilliant photographer and I just tag along basically. <laughs> All right. It was in the fucking field. And I'm I'm not joking, like I can't even begin to explain like when you stepped out like through this grass. Yeah. There was literally spiders running away oh from you. And I just happened to have like my work boots in the my car is completely kitted out for like all sorts of silly emergencies for no reason. 
So luckily I had my work boots and when we pulled into this like long grass field, I put it on because we're in Texas and I don't know what can kill you and what can't. Well, gee, I was going to say, yeah, is this Ireland <laughs> or is this Texas? If this is Texas, sod that. Yeah, no, no, no. It's a hundred and like five degrees. So like 34 Celsius, right? Yeah. Dripping sweat and wearing me boots and all. And I'm the first one like just in front of everyone else. So I don't say it about all the spiders because... The two girls were in dresses for the photos and I was like, let's just get in, get the stuff done and get out. Yeah. So we do it anyway. We spend the whole day there literally brushing spiders off the dress and all like as you're like in between shots. I get home and all of us who were there were just on like a mental buzz. Like it was one of the best days. Yeah. And then I realized the next day I was like, that's literally the field that I had fucking dreamt of. That's insanity. And I was like, what is going on here? Anyway, sorry. So all that to say, I was getting to the point where I was like, hang on, I'm not even believing myself here. Like, I sound like a lunatic. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's like, it's one thing, like the people that I work with say, they don't know that I do any of this. I just have occasional conversations that end up talking about ghosts. Yeah, and sometimes Steer you're just, the subject onto it. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes you'll just say like one thing. It's like, oh, sure, there's a ghost story behind that. And you'll get like a funny look and you're like, all right, back away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then other people are telling you, yeah, my next door neighbor's a reptilian. And I, <laughs> okay. Well, this is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Uh, It's a fine line that we tell. It is. Um, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a, like, it's a cool thing. It's a cool thing too. I mean, I, I, I was just talking about this. I just recorded a Patreon show for some, for someone. And um, I was talking about like, cause we've done it so, I see, wait, cause I've done it so long um, now, like five, six years, the, um, you get a spot, like what I'm, what I call authenticators on people's stories, you know, little, little things that wouldn't be there if it was made up. Right. Do you know what I mean? So, for example, like we got a taxi. We watched the Exorcist, the new Exorcist film in the pictures, and then um, we got a cab back. And it's only it was only about two and a half minutes the taxi, but it was just bouncing down. And um, taxi driver's like, "Oh, what did you go and see?" He went, "Oh, the Exorcist." He went, "Oh, do you believe in that?" I went, "Yeah, yeah." He went, "Oh, I've seen I've seen one in the in the uh, Anglican Cathedral graveyard." There. I went, "So have you?" He went, "Yeah, yeah." He said, "Um." And he's talking about like it's a shortcut through to another part of up towards Toxteth ways, and uh, it was the middle of the night, and this girlfriend wanted to go. He didn't want to go because he was like crapping himself, but um, <laughs> he had to be brave, so he'd done it anyway. And he said he didn't didn't believe, but as he's walking through, he says this old woman just rose up from behind the gravestone and placed her hands on it, um, and. And then he, he described this was the, now this is what I mean about an authenticator. He he was he, he was a proper scal, and he was saying like um, she had on this like like an hat, but like it's tied under a chin. And I'm thinking right, okay. And then he goes and and he goes on anyway. To have you seen that famous like um, sketch of Edward Kelly and John D um, doing the necromancy? Um, it's a very famous sketch. If you just Google John D. Necromancy, you'll see it. Right. Um, and who they've conjured up is someone in like Edwardian funeral garb. And it's basically a lace bonnet and like a ribbed corset, like belong. For, and he described that. Now, this guy wouldn't know that. You know? Yeah, yeah. This is, this is like, and this, 
graveyard is from that era. And this is the key thing. And this story is all all within like a minute at least. I mean, sorry, at most. And the thing which was the authenticator for me was that he was like, I said to him, so what did it do? Did you just look at you and just ran off? And he went, no, he said, that was the weird thing. He said, it was just staring into this bush. And I thought you wouldn't add that in. You know, if you're making up a story, you've already got a spooky woman rising yeah, up. Yeah. There's no need to say it didn't look at us. And it's those little things that like jump out at me at now when I hear a ghost story. You know, if, if there's something which is just a bit incongruous, yeah. you think you wouldn't throw that in. Because if you were going to make it a good story, it's going to yeah, jump yeah, at yeah. you or exactly, it's going to do yeah. this. It yeah. stared right through my girlfriend's eyes and started yeah. calling the name or something like this. <laughs> Not just as stared at a bush and ignored us. And, that's that. and so there's these little things which just like, yeah, yeah, I believe you. I'm, I'm with you. No, that that it's like um, my my granny has this story where she hasn't had many like strange encounters. Uh, she's haunted by a magpie now that she's convinced is my cousin. But anyway. <laughs> 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 No, but like when they were in the 50s or 60s, they were not far from where we live in Dublin now or where my family lives in Dublin. Uh, they were going to see to my granddad's house. And for whatever reason, every time they stepped foot on the on the street across the road, the house was on fire. And it was her and her and my granddad's sister. And they like... Gen and genuine, genuinely on fire. Like, they like saw legit. this thing on fire. Flames right. bellowing over. And they stepped back up on the curb out of shock. Yeah. And it was grand. It was no fire. What? But then every time, they, and they couldn't cross the road. And I've asked her this over and over again, like, but what? Like, what happened? And she was like, eventually it just stopped. I mean, we didn't really talk about it after that. Like, that was it. And it, it didn't bend down or anything like that? No, no. no. As far as you're aware, like. Yeah, I mean, the house is still there. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, now, me granddad's brother did die in a house fire in England, don't know where, but they only found out like months after because, I mean, it was the 60s and I don't know that he had any family or anything over, like kids or anything like that. So wow. I can't, yeah. And again, this is one of the things that I keep asking them, but we can't figure out when, which event would have happened. Yeah, chronologically, what, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. That could be just me like trying to connect the dots, but it's so weird and such a random Definitely story. a random one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. That I like that. Um, right. So I think, like I was saying earlier, I probably seem a bit excited. It's because I'm after having eighteen cups of coffee already. Uh, uh, yeah. So I heard you first on Jim Harold's campfire. I think I've misspelled this. Right? Was it Zozabi? No, Zozabi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, okay. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. Because I had written down Lozaby for whatever reason. Uh, and uh, Zozaby. So Zozaby. Zozaby. Now, I did Google Zozaby after I heard you tell the story. But I want to hear your story again. It, as uh, condensed as you like or as detailed as you like. Okay. Well, I, I, know, I know what you'll have found when you'll have Googled it. And that Google wasn't there until my story. So, in okay. a nutshell. So, in is is what happened in real terms. In real terms, um, I worked in a place in Kirby, which is uh, just on the outskirts of Liverpool. 
in a call centre. And as I say, always been into ghosts. I was like young 20s. And there was a girl I work with called Belinda. And she says to me, her sister, I think her name was Cecil. Uh, not Cecil, CC or something. Um, she she says, uh, oh, now CC just reckons she's got an invisible friend who like talks to her and does stuff. And I went, no, really, yeah, yeah. She calls him Zozzy, and I was like, really, like yeah. And then um, like as the weeks go on, she'd be like, um, oh, those murder and us last night because her dad was a long distance driver, and um, his van keys had gone missing, and. They were found on top of this, like on top of the oven, um, whatever you'd call that, the the, the, the air fan. conditioning part, the fan bit, yeah. Yeah. This little girl had got the blame anyway, and she, but she couldn't have. But Belinda was saying, "There's no way she could have reached this," so we were all a bit freaked out. And she was saying, "Zozobi's done it. It's not me. I I watched them do it." Um, and things started to get a bit more like nefarious with Zozobi, like she'd like. Things would go missing again, like money would go missing, and she would be the only kid in the house. And she wasn't of the age where she'd be bothered about money. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it wasn't yeah. Like she, she was allowed. She wasn't even allowed out on her own, but she'd be saying, like, Zozobis took it, and then it'd be found under the couch or something. And it always wanted her to play outside. She'd always say, Zozobis wants me to play outside. And her mum would be like, well, you can play in the back. And she'd be going, no, he wants me to play in the street. She goes, well, you're not playing in the street. So, um... So this is going on and on. Anyway, eventually um, it 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 dies down, it goes away. And um, about a couple of months later, Belinda comes up to me at work and throws down one of these women's magazines on the desk. It's like, um, and when I'm not being sexist when I say that. I mean, it's, it's a magazine title. Yeah, like Hello or something like that. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or Woman's Own or something. Right. And she goes, turns the page like 32 and that. So we do. And it's a picture of a woman with her arms folded, leaning against the kitchen sink, not looking too happy. And it says, "The day, the day a ghost tried to kill my kill my child." And it's from a woman down south. And she said her daughter, around the same time, started saying she had an invisible friend called Zozobi. Um, things were going missing. Things were getting placed in places she couldn't reach. It always wanted to play outside, but this mother allowed it to play in the front yard with her. Right. Says and and she witnessed. Um, she was freaked out by it anyway. But the 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 the, the upshot of it being, she looked out of the window and seen the girl playing with this ball, and she witnessed the ball float in midair and then get thrown in the middle of the street, and the kid ran out into the middle of the street. Um, and a passerby just managed to grab her by the scruff of the neck before Jeez. the car hit her. And I was like, this is one of the most terrifying things I've ever, you know, because I've, I've had like six months before I'd had the backstory of Zosby. Yeah. And now he's down south, like causing havoc. And oh. it was such a, still get a chill down my spine thinking about it. So anyway, at the time, there was a guy in Liverpool by the name of Tom Slemon who was like writing... Um, haunted Liverpool Liverpool books, and his first one or two were really good because there were stories that were told to him by he had like uh he was a he had a guest slot on BBC Merseyside and people would ring up and say you know really authentic stories like when yeah. I was a cleaner at this place this had happened, um 
so and he had a forum back in the day it was like an internet forum um way back when and we had a house pc in the back room it was the one pc no one had a smartphone they weren't even out sort of thing and i was a member of his forum and i sent him the story like verbatim and he was like wow thanks for this i'll look into this uh so don't hear back and anyway haunted liverpool 14 or something comes out because he's clearly onto a winner he realized yeah, yeah. um and all of a sudden there's uh a big-nosed Czechoslovakian clown called Zozabi who was terrifying the life out of these. And I was like, what? So I emailed him um, and was didn't get a response and was immediately barred from the forum. And I was like, oh, okay, man. there we go. So no doubt when you've Googled Zozabi, I, I'm pretty sure you'll have seen something about a Czechoslovakian clown. Yeah, I'll put uh, up a picture here um, for anybody who is happens to be watching i upload on spotify so they can watch yeah, the yeah. video as well um but yeah because when i google it and this is going i can't remember when you were on uh the campfire but i remember even thinking at the time like this this is not what i'm used to like i wouldn't base a story on this do you know what i mean on what i found yeah because normally like i go on to uh uh, like Hathi Trust and Dukas.ie and they're like the historical you know you can go back through the and see the newspapers and stuff the archives that's the word I'm looking for yeah yeah but yeah this is uh let's see personality of Zazabi is while some accounts show him simply wandering aimlessly there are more reports of him engaging in much more wicked pastimes pastimes misspelled as a for example, Zazabi is said to enjoy manifesting to sleeping children and blocking off any exits, emitting terrible laughter while observing his observing his victim's fear. But yeah, it's on like villains.fandom.com. <laughs> it's like there's yeah, also ads yeah. for the Grand Theft Auto 6 trailer. Um, <laughs> but like that, it, it is obviously that story did grow legs and not in the right way because it's such a like say if John Keel got his hands on that, I feel yeah. like there would have been a lot more but, to mean, it well this is it and the thing the thing is the thing that that got me is that it doesn't it didn't need embellishment it's like for, for all we know there's like about there could be four people i say four just random yeah. but listening to this right now who have had that experience with their kid with the same name that's it, the, the name it, it could be the biggest thing yeah it could be that was the thing that jumped out it was like it was verbatim the same name in the magazine um and there was no need to turn him into a into a bloody a clown. It's like you know, if, if you if you serious paranormal investigator, this is this is your starter for ten. Do you know what I mean? It's like this yeah. is this is gold dust sort of thing. No, that's um, it. That that's kind of the dream. Uh, like you know when when my hair and beard get longer and I can just travel the world smoking a pipe and solving ghost crimes like that. Sounds like the ideal <laughs> one to go hunting for, you know what I mean? Gandalf the ghost hunter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Amazing. But no, I, I remember, and because it was just a once-off heard on campfire, I didn't remember all those details, to be honest. And that is just absolutely madness. I would love, like, if anybody has had any experience, even remotely like that. Yeah. Like, let, let Kev know, definitely. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. DM one of us on Instagram or, or whatever because there has to be more to it. Like there's there's no way it's but, just two people and you happen to have 
heard and read both the, stories. Exactly, yeah. I mean, and like I say, when I say down south, I mean down south. I mean, we're, we're in Liverpool and this was like south of London. Do you know what I mean? There's And there's, they don't know each other. There's there's no way in there knew <laughs> yeah. each other, these two people. Um, and you, 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 I even, you try and be rational about it and you say, well, maybe like, you know, it's because you're talking about really young kids. Maybe when they make up an, an, an imaginary friend, they go like, there's a bit. Or, you know, or they say something which is a nonsensical name or word. Yeah, yeah. But it, there was just too many coincidences, and it's I don't know. And again, it's one of them. Well, where do you draw the line? Is there is there is there a you know without trying to start a Slenderman esque sort of um, thing? Or that's just there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, is there is there a Zozobian? Zozobian now. This is a thing. <laughs> now now is a thing. And and actually, that's where. Like the whole, I have this argument constantly on Weekly Creep and I'm going, whether it's haunted or not, or whether Zazabi exists, he probably exists now from us. You know what I mean? Talking yeah, he's a total yeah, yeah, All of a sudden, yeah. it's the Slender Man. Well, that's uh, my, that's my theory on, on, um, on religion now. I mean, I'm, as I say, I'm a, I'm a Roman Catholic because we're all Irish. Yeah. Irish yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, and, um, I was an altar boy, you know, let's carry on. And the, the but then as I grew up, I, you know, you learn facts about like history and you learn about the Council of Nicaea and they voted on Christ's divinity and this is all historical fact. And so, you know, but then you have your mystery of faith if you still believe and all that carry on. And then, but then I, I'm, I'm now of the opinion, if you if like, if you look at the Philip experiment and stuff like that and, yeah. you know, where they created a tulpa, through the power of thought. Okay, if they were able to create Philip through a group of like 12 or however many people it was, giving him a fleshing him out with a backstory and concentrating him and trying to make contact, what what do you create when you have billions of people per day getting down on the knees and praying to something? You know, so I, I'm of the belief that there wasn't a God, there wasn't a devil, there now is. Now there is. We've created them. Do you know what I mean? Well, it, it's funny because my biggest argument is like I at this stage, I'm so overloaded with different beliefs or whatever that I'm just I have truly have my own belief now at this point. And uh, I do think it's fairly unique because it's just that I don't know. And yeah. I'm not one of these people that will ever say, oh, well, it's this. I might have done yeah. it in the past, but. Now I'm aware. I've been humbled. I don't have a clue. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, none of us do, really. Yeah, do. but like that is my opinion as well. Like the only people who, not the only people, the people who believe in the devil are typically the Christians. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you've got to believe more. You you can't not believe in. That's the the, the exactly. ultimate irony, isn't it? It's like yeah. Funny enough, it, 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 like speaking about like um, Catholicism and. You know, occasionally you learn something, your ears prick up. I went to um, my cousin's communion about five months ago, and the priest who done it, he's a lovely fellow, he's been there a while, but he was, um, and he's from Trinidad, I think. But anyway, that's by One of my by. best mates is from Trinidad, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, he's not a priest, is he? Yeah, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he was, he was saying, like, during this, like, absolutely ram church, because everyone's, like, having the communion, and he's saying, um, he says, what I want the, the the parents to make sure is that you've got, you know, you I go uh, that you've got 
um, things were to remind the children that they'd just been, you know, confirmed, if you like, into into the house of Christ and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Um, he said, I'm off that. You always get in touch and say, Father, come to my house. Something's not right. And the spirit in my house. And when I arrive, there's always posters of, and he, he was saying like, of like David Bowie. And I was thinking, there's not. <laughs> um, yeah, but, you know, yeah. um, but then he was like, and there's never any, like, there's no crucifixes. There's no, there's no religious like iconography. And then you wonder why you have these things go on. And that's all he said. And then he carried on. And you know, where you're like, what have you seen? Like, yeah. you know, and this was like five months ago. And I, I was, I, I keep saying to my partner, like, I, I'm going to drop him an email and say, like, for some reason, I was out of my head. I think it's from an Unifields Norses episode. Every church needs help with their roof. So I'm going to say, like, <laughs> I'll give you a couple of hundred quid for your roof. Yeah, if yeah. Uh, <laughs> just let me know what you've seen. on your roof tiles and be like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I will say, uh, I've, I've asked the priest myself, so bizarre. I was only thinking about this earlier for the first time in years. I used to have dinner with the priest quite regularly. Oh, yeah. Weird time in my life. Like, it, we just both happened to be at the same place at the same time. But I remember asking him one time, I like plucked up the courage. I was like, tell me, Father, what have you seen? You know? Yeah. And uh, he quickly, what, doused my hopes. He was like, it's all bollocks. And just continue. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. Those exact words, bollocks. So I was like, all right, thanks. Thanks, Padre. Um, but it, the whole iconography thing even is a weird one because before we even started this, I had just moved over here like not too long. And this room that I'm in now is just like it's it's the spare room, folks. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not so yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Uh but there was just an old dream catcher up on the wall and uh I took it down because we've cats and the cat hair gets everywhere. Um, I took it down and I was moving the telly or something like that, put it away. For about a week, I was having nightmares and I never even thought no. about it, I swear. And I never even thought about it until I came back in and I seen the dream catcher on like wherever it was sitting. And I was like, I don't really believe in this, but I'm going to put it back because these nightmares yeah, yeah. are actually freaking me out. And I mean, I guess they stopped because that was it. And so I was like, okay, whatever. That's just my mind playing tricks with me. But now my my great grandmother passed away like last year and uh, yeah. she was like 97. She was a legend. Like she'd done some serious traveling like yeah. before it was really popular to even like travel. Like yeah, when, when it was actually hard to travel. Yeah, like she'd been to like Morocco and uh, like Israel, actually places like Mexico and all. Anyway, she had all these random religious artifacts. Yeah, like little trinkets, old lady trinkets. The house was packed, like full of like weird like cups with a fireman's face on it and all. Wow! And so when they were clearing out the house, we actually have a crying boy poster. It's not here. No. Transported it. Yeah, it's one of the original ones. So. My granny's hey, and after the, the, the thing about the stepping off and seeing a burning house, yeah, maybe, actually, maybe that was a premonition. <laughs> Don't be getting that post. Don't be. But uh, no, so I, I told me granny when she was clearing the house because she was like, Is there any? Because a lot of it was old shite as well. Like, yeah, I said, Granny, just anything religious because I'm a bit weird and I like to have. So now we've got Hindu, Jewish, uh, I think we've something like Muslim artifacts and all, and I've books from a few different religions but all the books are stolen um, yeah so i don't know i have like a really weird collection at this point and no, that's I mean, good that's cool yeah like we are of the or i am certainly like the belief is in the the thing that 
the belief that you give it is there. Like we. Oh yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and so, like, God, this has turned into a, an hour of tulpa talk. But I actually think that we have haunted the Hellfire Club in Dublin. Right. Have you ever been to? Have you been to Dublin, or have you? I've been. To, I've been to Dublin, um, but only on a stag. Um, my gran- right, my okay. granddad's from uh, near the near the docks, but we didn't get a chance to go because it was just a piss up. Yeah, fair enough. Um, well, anyway, the the Hellfire Club just is in the hills overlooking Dublin, so you wouldn't see it from the city, but just the outskirts of the city. Anyway, it's one of those. It's nearly like a rite of passage at this stage. Like kids go up there. There's raves and all go on up there. A lot of yeah. bad shit like that. <laughs> you know, like anytime we were going up there, we were more afraid of who we were going to bump into. Like, do you know what yes. I mean? Just in case. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, well, one of, the, I think three of the nights, three of like four times we went up there, we experienced, and I'm talking weird shit, um, but I'm convinced now, looking back, that it was actually us being so afraid yeah, that we made us experience this. Like, yeah, um, I'm, I'm a huge. I mean, that's that, that's one of my biggest b- beliefs. Also, is that I, I always say I think you've got two levels in your brain. You've got what you know can happen and what you think can happen. And, and when these two things meet, things happen. So you know, you can open a door. You think you can open a door. You open a door, for example. But you, what you, you think ghosts might exist, but you know they don't. So they never meet. <laughs> The more you talk about ghosts and the more you get talk, you know, because all these stories start with we were doing the Ouija board and then we were telling ghost stories and then we were going up to the Hellfire Club. And then, and I think eventually you convince yourself and these two things meet. And when they meet, if enough people meet at the same time, that's when a sudden will fly off the wall, you know, that the a reality is formed, if you like. And like another big thing that I definitely believe in is. Maybe something didn't necessarily happen, but you experienced it, and therefore yeah. it happened. Like you know what I mean? And... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because for as far as I, I mean, you, who's I can touch this computer screen. It doesn't mean you're on it. This could exactly. all be hallucinations. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I might just be absolutely mental. But you know, I'm gonna wake up now in a few minutes, and I'll be standing at the panel that I was just wiring, listening to <laughs> Dark Paranormal. <laughs> <laughs> um, Amazing, oh, yeah. that's the biggest nightmare, man. Anyway. You and Emma from Real Life Ghost Stories went to the Haunted Hotel. I actually don't know the name of it. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's called the King Charles, I think, in Chester. I'll leave a link um, to the YouTube channel, though, because he's actually doing, like, it's a pretty good series. I've watched a few oh, episodes you know, To be now, fair, yeah. yeah, it's, you know, what the, what the guy, um, Danny, his name is, I think, um, what, he, what they're doing is it's a really good idea. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's a genuine, legit thing and like i can see that i mean the edit it well i'll say that much and right. people have asked is there any fakery and i'll say i'll say hands down there's no fakery there's clever editing so there might be you know like where me and emma were a bit like well that didn't happen at that exact minute for example right but right. the rest of it i mean there was a part of it genuinely one of the most like almost synchronistic part that did take place. There's a bit in it where I'm walking around this alleged haunted doll six times. Meanwhile, Emma's in another haunted room lying on a bed. And whilst I'm walking around this doll, I'm saying to this doll, go on, do something, you know, prove that you, yeah. you possess sort of thing. And as I'm saying this, there's an, like Emma gets kicked from underneath the bed. 
Um, and she's like on the walkie-talkie to them, going to the guys, going, somebody just knocked on, something's just kicked from under the bed. But at the same time, it then cuts back to me genuinely walking around thing. And it, that that was at the same time because they'd separated us at that point. Yeah, yeah. Going to do separate, two separate things. And they'd done a really interesting thing with um, frequencies at the end as well, which did set off a REM pod. And that was arguably one of the most convincing things I, I've ever experienced in terms of, you know, like a buildup of energy through fear. Right. It was legit. It was like really good, really good. I th- yeah, I think uh, from a nerd's point of view, like, and that's the thing, you talk about clever editing, but like, I say the only thing more boring than ghost hunting is reading about ghost hunting. Yeah. Because you could be sitting there for six hours. Oh, yeah. And gotcha. one thing happens. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, when you watch these things, you have to expect a certain amount of that. But it, it's funny because I was reading a book for uh, for an upcoming episode and they were saying about this phantom water was forming in the house. Mm. And at first they were like, it's a council house, get the council in. Council couldn't figure out what was going on. Yeah. And then the water proved to be intelligent. Like it would form. What? Yeah. So th- this family were having rainstorms in their house. Amazing. And, and then the water would just disappear. But it was different to say like, uh, the Pontefract or the Enfield, I think Enfield was the same, where like the pools of water would just appear. Yeah. That was on the ground. This was falling from the from the ceiling and seeming to be like aiming at specific people. No way. Yeah. But the thing that actually got me was they managed to get a sample of the water. And when they tested it, when they tested it, they managed to find that it was uh, the so many positively charged ions or some crap like that. I'm not a Yeah. Scientist. But it was over a thousand times what your regular tap water would be. No. So way. it was basically like this magic electrical water that showed up. But it was interesting because the frequency, like you're saying, is like that's where in my head, as an electrician, I just went straight to like maybe it was actually just following the electrical cables. Maybe. And yeah. You know what I mean? Like because the uh, the EMF flow was like following it. But um Oh, that's mad, I, though. I, I, I do think that, I mean, there's, there's a, I was reading a, I was reading a story, I was listening to someone who was saying that if um, someone's offered water in a house where they know there's been an argument, they won't take it because they've got a belief that water can store emotion and stuff like this. Um, very interesting, actually. And it is, it is very interesting. And it's also, it's like, I don't know whether, I mean, because I've, like I say, you know, this is a lifetime passion sort of thing. So I've, there's there's not one thing I haven't done when it comes to like trying to raise the dead. So, <laughs> um, like if you've ever done any EVP sessions with running water, it's a uh, it's a really interesting thing to do because it works a lot better than static, for example, or just asking out into an empty room. If you've got a tap running and you ask, you know, is there anyone there? I mean, it could be pa- audible pareidolia, definitely. Yeah, more than like, more than likely is. But it's also interesting because I, I'm a, I'm a songwriter as well, right. and there's I'll always put Spotify on and then get in the shower, and sometimes I'll put the volume a bit too low accidentally, and I'll be in the shower, and I'm hearing a song, and the song's brilliant, and I'm like, 
this is dead good. And then the shower stops and it's Foo Fighters, um, the best to you. And I'm like, that's not the song I've just heard. And I'll jump out the shower and grab the guitar and write the song I've just heard. Because no my brain create, you know, it's it's heard yeah. that song through the water. So water's definitely got something going on with it that people need to know. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> and it's like the old trope as well. Like, you know, it, a body of water holds so much. Like, you know, there's always ghost stories there. And if you buy a house and they're running water, you know, they say like transient yeah. energies and stuff. So definitely. Yeah. Real quick, tell me about this kidnapping thing. What? That oh, was like shit, such yeah. a vague message. I was like, hang on, what? No, I mean, that, this, to be honest, this is this is like, again, gospel truth. One of the scariest, if not the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. And it's it's not, well, it, it is paranormal, but it's not about me so much. So anyway, when I was about 16, um, I had a really deep voice, but I've never been a big guy, you know. And right. I, I, I spoke to some guy from Kirby again, and he was a playwright, and he wanted me to play a, a young John Lennon in something, in a, in a play, obviously. So he invited me to this place on Bowl Street in Liverpool called Cafe to the Back. Now, Bowl Street's allegedly got loads of time slips, like not just fictional ones, like alleged real yeah, ones. Yeah, I actually but, recognize the name from hearing about yeah, time slips. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but Cafe to Back at that, at that time was like a little bit of a hobo chic hub sort of thing. Anyway, I goes in and again, it was about, I was about 16, 17. And, um, we're all, they're all sat in a circle. I'm the last one there. And the, I squeeze in next to this fella. So like make a bit of a, a a corner of this circle, if you like. And Mark Cuddy, his name was, and he goes, um, he says, this is Kev, everyone. He goes, and he introduces everyone. Finally, he goes, and this is Steve, and he does the sound. No, I think he says, this is Steve, and he does the sound. And gestures to this fella to the left of me. So I go, ah, yeah. Anyway, we carry on talking about the play this fella says nothing throughout so uh as it dies down i obviously say anyone got any good ghost stories um <laughs> and, uh, we move on to ghosts we talk about ghosts and then we leave and we come out and they're all going to lime sorry they're all going to central station i'm going to lime street um and steve the sound guy comes out after me and says um sorry are you going to lime street i said yeah i live in Heighton. He said, I live in Heighton. He said, I'm, I'm driving. Do you, want to, do you want a lift? So I went, yeah, yeah, definitely. Nice one. So get in the car, all nice and easy. And um, he goes, uh, as he's driving, he goes, um, I could not but over there you're really into ghosts and stuff. And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, like, really am. And he starts rubbing his chin as he's driving. He's like, he said, I want to tell you something. He said, but I... And he's like, he's getting proper agitated. He's like, um, but I don't know whether I should. And I was like, oh, you can't say that. You've got to tell me now. <laughs> and he goes, I just don't want to pass anything on. Now, when he said that was the first red flag, I was like, oh, okay. what? Um, and then he says, uh, he went, all right, I'll tell you. And he said, but you can't tell no one. I've told every fucking person <laughs> now. So uh, he said, he said a few years before, and him and his wife and their two kids, went to Glastonbury, but not the festival, just the place. And they were camping there and they were staying by the tour, like the, the building with the turrets on top. And he had a VCR camera. He said, and he was filming his kids and he just like glanced the camera up at the top of the tour to, to, to look at the, the turret on top. He said, and when he looked, he said, there was these white figures walking around the, the turret. Whoa. He said, so he, he zoomed in on them. He said, and as he zoomed in on them, he said they stopped 
and one turn and looked. He said, so he quickly just moved the camera back to his kids. He said, and he didn't think nothing more of it. He said, anyway, he said, when I, and he's, he's getting more het up as he's telling me this. He says, and when I get home, he says, there's a, a letter already there. He said, and there's no stamp on it. He said, there's no address. Um, he said, and it just said, it's inside it says, you've seen something you shouldn't have. He said, and there's dead insects inside it. And I'm like, right. And I'm, I'm, I'm jet like I'm 17, 16, 17. I'm starting to get really scared. Yeah. yeah. And he's, he's, he's like, um, but then it starts happening. He says, um, he said, my kids start waking up at like two in the morning, screaming, saying there's someone in the room. Um, he said, he said, I seen a blue flash outside the window. He said, like it, like it was just hovering outside the bedroom window. Um, and then he says, Anyway, one day we said the wife says, put the video on at the holiday. He said, so we put the video on. He says, in the moment that I look at the tour and zoom in at this fella's face, he says, at that exact moment where he turns and looks at the camera, he says, the view is no longer of him, it's of us. And we're upside down and it's black and white. He said, and then the camera shuts off. He said, nice. and, I, and I was like, what? And at this moment, I'm like, and he was like, he said, and honestly, he said, he said for about two, three, two, three years after, he said, I was cursed. He said, everything, that, like, he said, I lost my job, this happened, that happened. But he, again, he's getting, his eyes are going wider. And to the point where I'm thinking, I'm scared of your story, but I'm now scared of you. Yeah. Um. So, I, like, about four streets away from ours, I was like, I'm all right here. <laughs> You're not knowing where I live. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, like, talking about, like, the Catholicism, I, I jumped out of his car and said, thank you, see ya. And I ran home saying the Hail Mary. I was that scared, like repeatedly. I was that terrified. And I'd never do, I'd never normally do anything like that, that extreme. Anyway, get home. Um, the next morning, Mark, the playwright, rung to let me know that I didn't get the parts because I wasn't as big as I sounded. Um, <laughs> okay. And I was like, fair enough. I said, I didn't think it did anything. I could tell, yeah. sort of tell. And I said, I tell you what, that's Steve's intense, isn't he? I said, um, and he was like, what do you mean? And I said, I said, he gave me a lift home last night. He said, Steve wasn't there. And I said, you asked the sound guy, the, the fellow you introduced as Steve. He said, yeah. I didn't introduce anyone as Steve. I said, you said, you pointed at a guy and said, Steve does the sound. He said, no, I just gestured. And Steve, Steve's doing the sound. I said, so who was the fellow sat next to me? And he went, I don't know who was there when we turned up. Oh my God, man. And he just sat there and listened to the entire conversation. And gave me a bloody lift home. I could be under a bridge somewhere. Jesus, what's and I don't know what's scarier. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. No idea what's more scary. Oh man, Fuck. that that actually sounds like something from like the Sinister films or something like. That. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you know what the thing is, right? I've told that I've told that on numerous podcasts uh, when people have asked what's been like your your most sincere, terrifying thing. Yeah, and it's that for both reasons, but I also get a bit freaked out. That because he was clearly into the paranormal, he could be listening to that, and he might not be the full shilling. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I thought to do it again today. Absolutely. Well, I mean, look. <laughs> hopefully, we'll uh, we'll find the right people with this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so we're looking for Zazabians and um, and this dude from Glasgow. But uh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you one thing that the the reason why I was extra nosy about that. It's because it's actually the second kidnapping story I've heard this week. Yeah, <laughs> straight to God. Yeah. So, living in Texas, I, I've met a lot of like 
this is the wild west like i'm not even exaggerating it's still today is the wild west like yeah people are out here wearing cowboy hat, cowboy hats and boots guns on their belts like it's not wow. a, a joke it's this is how they were raised and yeah i, yeah. I actually admired them for <laughs> literally sticking to their guns but uh <laughs> there's uh an old boy at work uh I, I call him uncle carl if he ever sees this how are you carl he turned around the other day and he was like uh oh man that's just like that time i got kidnapped at gunpoint they ever tell you that stuff you <laughs> know i was like Hang on, what? That's not that's not a random thing that I yeah. ever tell you when. Because, and he is like, he's an absolute storyteller. He's a legend. But he's all into his conspiracy theories now because he's like, he's oh, the prime enough. target age. Like, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, not the cool conspiracy theories. Uh, I see. Like, yeah, he drinks a little bit of uh, not bleach. What's the other stuff? Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. The whole thingy. Yeah, he drinks a little bit of that every day. Um, just to keep him on his toes. But I mean, he's 66 and... Fair enough. Yeah, anyway. But yeah, that that's... He turned around and was like, yeah, man. Yeah, brother. I was kidnapped the other day. Everybody's brother. But uh, now look. Wow. I really appreciate having you on here. One, because I'm after binging the podcast and now I'm a genuine listener as well as just you know, <laughs> trying to expand the the uh, the friend side of the podcast as well. Like, yeah, yeah. Um. Tell everybody where you want them to find you because now you have like multiple different kind of channels yeah. going, or streams or, or to be to be to be honest with you, mate, it's it's entirely down to to their choice of poison, really. If the if they wanna if they wanna laugh and slightly paranormal, it's getting less paranormal if I'm being honest. Um ironically given the title, but go to We Need to Talk About Ghosts. Uh, the most successful show is The Dark Paranormal. That's more straight-laced. That's dramatically read retellings of people's genuine events. Um, and I've just started a true crime podcast called The Deadly Countdown, but that's in its infancy and season two. Well, season two of that and season 14 of The Dark Paranormal both start on January the 5th. So Brilliant. probably head down that way sound and i will have my notifications on that day because, <laughs> yeah now like i said it, it is actually great i've been like engrossed in the dark paranormal in particular um so much so that i'm actually planning to steal your kind of uh your nice piano background and stuff for in the new year for some just f and ghost stories is what i do when uh, yeah yeah yeah, I've seen, yeah yeah so uh, it just no. adds a nice little bit of atmosphere, and it also, it, you know, it hides a, a catalogue of misdemeanors in terms of background noise as well. That's just it. I don't know if you heard. We have a fucking rogue uh, ice cream man, and we also, <laughs> yeah, I swear to God, I'm convinced he's not even an ice cream man. Oh, I also need to apologise for any really bad Derek Akora uh, impressions that I've done.